Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hi, I'm Elmo. Apparently. And you're listening to You're My Best Friend. This is getting really spiritual. You're My Best Friend. With two of my best friends, so we're we're not gonna kiss then? Let me tell you this, dropping a taco is a national emergency. You I'm cutting you off! You're listening to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. Here are your hosts, Industrious Moxie Ann and the musing Ruben J. Welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. My name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. And this week's episode is going to be a quick one. It is. I got things to do and people to see. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's all about Ruben. Yep. It's all about me because I (laughs) am the executive producer and host of this incredible podcast that I created. Well, I am the co-creator and... Talent coordinator. So, Brad, stop twerking. <laughs> I wish I would. <laughs> I know you do. Uh, so, don't you wish your boyfriend was hot like me? Ooh, he's dancing. That's nice. <laughs> so, are you saying that you're as hot as a dude? What? You what? just said, "Don't I wish my boyfriend was hot as you?" Wait, is that not how the song goes? No, the song goes, Don't You Wish Your Girlfriend Was Hot Like Me, which makes sense. Oh! Because Nicole Scherzinger, sorry, Nicole Scherzinger is really hot. And if I had a girlfriend, I'm not going to say what I was about to say there, just in case I ever do get a girlfriend and she listens to this, she'd be like, what? (laughs) Your future girlfriend, you are hotter than Nicole Scherzinger. Wow. That seems really genuine, Ruben. Hey, we have a lot going on this week, so we should talk about some of that. Yeah, we should. What do you want to talk about first? Well, we have something very special coming up this Wednesday. I believe the 16th of September. I am so excited. Yeah, I'm super stoked. Uh, We are having our second rendition episode, edition, episode of... What are we calling this thing? Can I do... Can I, like, spell check your speech? Live with Friendship and Tacos. It's It's, it's just live Friendship and Tacos. Live from the internet, it's Friendship and Tacos. (laughs) And we have the incredible Larry Roberts joining us for that. So make sure to tune in. Uh, I believe it's 7 p.m. this Wednesday uh, on Facebook Live. Uh, and then, of course, it'll be in the podcast feed sometime in the future. So who knows? Yeah, we're really excited about this. Um, 
I had the pleasure of meeting Larry over a Zoom call a couple of weeks ago. He's hysterical and a really great guy. So you'll definitely want to join us for this. And this is the Zoom call that got me in trouble. Yes. Moxie it grounded did. me after this one. What? I said he grounded me after this 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 one. I did. Yeah. And uh, I'm still on restriction. Uh-huh. I'm not allowed to date anymore. No, you're not. She's restricting my dating ability. It's all my fault that you don't have a girlfriend, really. It really is, actually. <laughs> we should talk about that at some point in life. Maybe uh, we shouldn't. You know, I was in uh, I was in Las Vegas this weekend, and uh, you know, had to get away for a little bit. And I was with uh, my brother, one of my older brothers, and uh, he looks at me and he goes, "He goes, are you sure you and Moxie?" And I'm just like, and I just look around like, seriously, dude. And his his basically his wife looks at him, smacks him, and says, "She has a boyfriend." <laughs> and she, I'm like, "Yeah," and he's he's awesome. So uh, he's one of my really good friends. So that was fun, uh, and I think a lot of people believe that. And it's gonna be hard hard for people uh, when that time comes to to not be um, confused. Yeah. Yeah, it will be. Well, and I think what's really most confusing about it is that at this point, like at first it was valid, but now you don't even want to date me. You want to date my boyfriend. I am dating your boyfriend. No, you're not. I, I, I've gone on more dates with him than you have. Yeah, but have you gone to first base? I've got I've hit home runs with him. Ew. Grand slams. Slam dunks. Does that just mean that you went to Denny's? Actually, we did. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look look at those nails. You got your nails good? I did. Well, last week. Um, I haven't seen you in a while. All right. So uh, we're going to jump right into this episode. We're going to skip something good. Um, We are? Yeah. I haven't talked to you about it yet, but we're skipping something good. Why? Um, Because I just want to get into the episode and and not, not... Lally, lally, lily, go, lily gig, lily gig, lally gag, lally gag anymore. Fine, whatever. Let's just do it. She didn't even have anything prepared anyway, so it's okay. Yes, I did. I had a heartwarming story about a little boy who kept riding his tricycle on his neighbor's front back garage driveway, and the neighbor. <laughs> The neighbor made a, a, a riding garage door driveway riding crack form, and it's really cute. Now nobody gets to hear about it. Well, they can always Google it. So you can always Google it. I do Google it. Let's not go into that one. Uh, we're going to go into a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have a great interview, a great conversation with somebody who I do not remember uh, which person we decided to do. Uh, <laughs> Who is this? What show is this? Where am I? What are you? Where is it? Who's the president? <laughs> when we come in? back, when we come back, we're going to be doing an incredible interview with Mr. Greg Scott. Uh, Michael Scott's hear. here? No, not Michael Scott. Greg Scott. It's his brother. It's his brother. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in just a second. And we're back from that quick commercial break. I hope, hopefully, you enjoyed our sponsors this week. I know I did. <laughs> <laughs> Which sponsor did you get this time, Moxie? Oh, the one with the girl and the thing. You uh, know the thing. You know, but yeah, 
thing. <laughs> uh, we this next guest, this next guest. I did it again. I called this the only guest, the next guest. Uh, but I'm super excited for this person. Uh, and uh, do you want you want to tell people about this person? <laughs> He is a seriously amazing songwriter. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he is a serious. So I was like, okay. He is a serious. <laughs> and he is a songwriter. And he is a serious songwriter. And we are very excited to have him on the show to talk about some of the stuff he's written and the experiences he had while writing those songs. Um, what a crazy... Uh, yeah. We're very <laughs> excited to welcome Greg Scott onto the show. Greg, welcome. Greg, hey. welcome. Thanks for having me. So I think it's important to to talk about what he did <laughs> that you told me about because you kind of, you kind of like buried the lead there. What? Didn't he? Didn't he win something? S- something. <laughs> yeah, you want to you want to talk about that real quick? You want to want to give him a proper introduction? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> all right you're doing such a great job at this. This ladies is- and gentlemen this man right here uh he is uh he's a singer he's a songwriter uh he won songland right yes sir he's the winner of the of the first season of songland no oh see you lied to me i'm sorry she I- said you were the first winner of songland I am the best winner of Songland. Oh. There you go. <laughs> hey, hey. No. <laughs> okay, but no, you, have, no, no. you have accomplished some amazing things, especially coming off of Songland. So we wanted to have you on to talk about that because um, I feel like Songland was such a huge thing for musicians in particular. How did yeah. you end up on the show? Uh, actually, I've been performing around LA. Um, you know, for a few years with uh, this girl named Sam DeRosa. Uh, we played all sorts of like small like clubs and restaurants and things like that. And she actually ended up being on, on the first uh, season and um, with uh, Charlie Puth. And it was actually the pilot. So that that's the show that started the whole thing. That's and um, okay. what what's that? That name sounded familiar. I'm like, what, where do I know that name from? And then, yeah, and she actually it. performed with me on on the show, which which was really like a full circle crazy thing. Um, That's but awesome. yeah, yeah. So she told me about the show, and my wife was actually she saw the show before I did, and she's like, "This, you got to get on this now. This is the show we're talking about because we've been talking about these TV shows for years, all the singing competitions, and I did American Idol like way back in like early 2000s and you know, it just wasn't right for me, you know, it didn't like showcase art really, you know, in, in the sense of like having a message and having a direction and, and, you know, basically songwriting and producing and all that. So, yeah. So basically I, I got turned on uh, to the show by Sam DeRosa and fast forward a year I'm performing on national television. It was, it was wild. That is so cool. Now. So some people may not know what Songland is uh, and it's essentially Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the idea behind Songland is you get a bunch of singer, singer song or songwriters uh, who perform their songs in front of these celebrity, you know, these professional singers, songwriters and producers. Well, and then but also an artist. So it's not just the producers and and, and the uh, and and these other songwriters. It's actually the artist, and they're essentially the idea is 
each episode, that artist, so for example, the Jonas Brothers, Charlie Puth, uh, John Legend, a bunch of other people, they're looking for their next hit. And so they bring on all these, am I explaining this correctly or do, or do you want to take over here? Yep, that that's totally, that that's the gist. I mean, it's it's giving, it's giving, you know, unsung, you know, songwriters out there in the world that haven't been discovered, it's giving them a chance to pitch their song, not only to a, an artist directly live, but on national television, you're seeing the process happen. It's pretty, there's no other show like it. It's it's in real time. It really is. People think it's all produced and everything like that, but really, where that that's what you see. That that's what happens. And and so this is an interesting concept because it takes the American Idol format of mm-hmm. you know these judges and a contestant, uh, and then gives it a twist where it takes away the live audience and takes away, in a sense, takes away this like competing with hundreds of people at a time you're competing with three other people which i don't even think they know each other um but then it's it's not about it's not about the songwriter themselves it's about the song and the creation process um so my my question is going through this process what did you learn about yourself as as a songwriter from these you know grammy award winners and and all that fun fun stuff about the show yeah i mean what it really taught me, I, you know, being an artist and even, you know, not, not even in music, but, you know, being an actor or being in any, any entertainment where it's very opinion uh, based and, and driven, you know, that your, your confidence and your, your level of, am I really good enough for this or whatever? Like, is it just my mom saying like, oh, you're, you're, you're killing it, son. You know, like that, that was always been in my mind and, and this kind of, level of i've never worked with this this level of producer before this you know with, with ryan tedder i've never worked like in a studio like that before and just to know that that i could hang was like mm. one one of the biggest lessons i learned it was it was gave me a little bit of like all right i can do this <laughs> you know and, and i i've been in this game for a long time and to to say that you know it's just it's it's i'm constantly growing and it's kind of it taught me that you know you're, you're finally arriving, you know, and all the work is paying off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So have you, Mike, I'm curious, have you ever pitched a song like that to someone like, like this before? I mean, obviously not in front of a panel of people in Mm. a setting quite like this, but have you, have you done that before? Have you pitched a song to someone like that before? No, I mean, I, um, how I ultimately got the gig as well. Um, was I I do a lot of uh, writing for like TV and film for uh, uh, commercials. Like I I was the voice and I I wrote the song for uh, the Foster Farms chickens uh, <laughs> last oh. year. Actually, there's this it is really funny. It's like it's a boy band of chickens and I'm basically all the voices singing and I wrote the tune for it. And it, it was it was it was crazy. Oh but so I'm kind of used to like having a song in the running and you know a lot of no's <laughs> like tons of no's but there's just a few yeses that you know can can really take you there but yeah nothing like this show though i mean to get what they say a cut with with a pop star like bb rexa is like it's and 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 the next level of of what happened i don't know if i'm going to give it away yet but just like you can't get any bigger than what happened on the show mhm well, that's 
that's this is a good a good spot for us to jump into signature question number one. Yeah. And then talk a little bit more about uh, about your music and and what you do. So, Moxie, take it away. Yeah. Signature question number uno. All right. Signature question number one. So this podcast is based around the uh, foundation of life, friendship, and tacos. <laughs> yeah. And we ask every guest that comes on these same three signature questions. They are uh, they are difficult. They are divisive. They are. Uh, I don't have another D word, but you know, you get the gist. Um, <laughs> Love it. The first question. Yeah. Yeah. The Dedicated. Did di- di- diligent. I don't know. Detergent. They- <laughs> Sorry. Deliberate. There you go. Deliberate. There That's a good go. one. So the first question is probably the easiest, but it could also be the hardest. So signature okay. question number one. Let's go. What is your favorite taco? Oh, I mean, just a pollo taco straight up. I'm pretty, I'm pretty mellow on my tacos. I will say just a straight up chicken taco, taco truck. I mean, I'm, I'm, I lived in the Bay area for 10 years and you're not going to get, I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to talk any garbage on, on LA's tacos, but like the Bay area, their, their Mexican food is like, it's mm-hmm. yeah 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 so i i would just say that straight pollo with a little you know um a little pico on there a little pico de gallo and i'm a ta- i'm a tapatio guy so gotta nice. have that spice nice. yeah yeah black beans all day if on the side for sure <laughs> no i i agree 100 with uh with the type of taco i i, I don't think that the bay area mexican food is going to be better than la area Ooh. all right all right let's go let's go let's this is why i said devices let's go let's do it uh no, I'll, take that, I'll take it even a step further i don't think that la's mexican food or the bay area's uh mexican food is going to be better than san diego area mexican food i think that's really oh. the closer to the border you get the well, better yeah uh for, so for sure but also there's a, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of like uh like false mexican food i feel like there's so many mexican places i feel like in la that it's hard to find the good uh, to, to me there's just so many there can be a lot of imposters out there that's what i'm trying yeah. to say well then i will i will take it one step further uh <laughs> there is there's no mexican food that will compete with my mom's mexican food all and, right and unfortunately she's not around anymore so the world will never be able to try oh. that again. so uh but not to be dep- i'm not here to try to depress people but <laughs> that's my take on mexican food so uh you went on you did you did songland which again an incredible show uh i actually really enjoyed watching the concept because it's, it's one of those things where you know if you don't know how music is put together and produced you just get your phone and you download the latest song put your airpods in and, and it's right. good yeah. but you know, those who are connected like there's this whole process and it's really cool to see in particular when you go in front of the the panel of of judges or whatever what i'm not sure what they were called on the show uh and they they like your song and then they say hey here's what i would change about it and here's what I would do differently. And then when your song's selected, you actually go in and work with these producers to try to find a song for the artist. Uh, and again, I forgive me for not doing my homework, but what artist did you end up end up working with? Yeah, I ended up working with, um, well, working to produce the my, the new version. I worked with uh, Ryan Tedder from One Republic. Oh, dude. So yeah, so uh, 
it was crazy. Like, I mean, out of all of them, I mean, they're all fabulous. Esther has this like melodies for days and just the pop element is really great with like the R&B hip hop thing is amazing. And Shane, his lyrics are amazing. Shane um, McAnally, uh, actually uh, Sam DeRosa signed with his record label after the show. So she's doing great with him and nice. uh, killing it. Um, but as far as who I got paired up with, with Ryan, like him and I have so much in common musically, like the way we kind of grew up in music and like, you know, our inspirations and things like that. So to be able to go, I thought I was just, so, so they, they're telling me, okay, here's your schedule. You're going to go reproduce the song and you're going to go to this studio. I'm like, okay, sweet. It's, it's just going to be a normal studio. I've been in a million studios, but I show up in this like black, you know, <laughs> this black Escalade, like they're treating us like stars, which is amazing. Like I got to give it up to songland they took care of us they treated us like we were pros it was awesome um but i show up and like these gates open up and i see i see his like studio mansion it's not even his house but it's a mansion in in hollywood and the doors open up and it's just you see straight through the house to this like long pool with this buddha sitting there and like and he's he's sitting there on his phone like making deals because he's got like He's got this drink that he put out and he's making sure it's getting in stores and all this stuff. It was like, it was incredible. And, and there was like Grammys everywhere. And it was like, oh like you think, like you think some like rock stars house, like that's what it was. It was oh my crazy. Gosh. He Like I went, I went to the restroom and I walk in and I look at the toilet and there's a Grammy sitting on the toilet. <laughs> Wait, seriously? I swear to God, I'm, I'm, I'm peeing. <laughs> And, and I look up and usually it's, you know, it's a piece of art or a mirror or something. And it's straight up this Grammy. And wow. it's, I, I look down and it says um, for the Adele 21 album. So because he did, he produced a bunch of that and wrote a bunch on there. So he has that. And right next to it, though, it's funny. He's got he's got uh, number one cookout. So he he like puts <laughs> some mad cookout like. I don't know what he was cooking, some chili or something, but. <laughs> Imagine being at that level where it's not only are they both in the bathroom, but Adele's the Grammy for Adele's 21 right next to your, your cookout. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know What's if you'd so appreciate cool? me telling everybody that, but hey, straight up, like, you no, in your house, man. Let's go. What? Well, here, here's kind of the funny thing. Like, I would love to get to the point where, like, if I ever had like a primetime talk show, where I would love to have enough primetime Emmys that I could put one in my bathroom. Like, <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> that's incredible. Like, that's honestly an incredible feat because, because Ryan, T I love Ryan Tedder. Like, I've I've always said that if he was able to get on like American Idol or The Voice, that as like as a, as a judge, that that would just transform the the style of those shows because you're getting somebody who who is an, an accomplished songwriter and an accomplished performer. Uh, I mean, who who he's literally written for everybody, and he's written yeah. like their biggest hits, and he also has written and performed his own massive hits. Like, yep. how how much better can you get? Uh, of uh, or what what better person is there to be judging talent and mentoring talent through this process? So it's yeah. really awesome. You got to work with them. Was there was there uh, was there a nugget that 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 you walked away from? Like as far as like how you produce the song that you're thinking to yourself. Okay, this is a way that I want to produce my future hits as well or, or future songs that that you learn from Ryan. 
Yeah, it it was kind of like um, space. I learned a lot of space from him as far as mm. not giving away too much in the beginning, you know, and really gradually getting to the, like, because typically in pop, they just, they give it all to you. It's like, they just, it's right in your face. You know, they just get right at it because there's not a much time, not much attention span. But he's developed this way of of building something and and letting it creep in and it's it's so cool and and the, the other side of it is is to is to not be so uh, uptight about um getting the right recording like like even just recording like he recorded the guitar part for the song on his iphone on wow. the little voice the voice memo and then flew that little voice memo into pro tools and threw Dang. it in the song and that it was in the song it was just like him playing his guitar over the phone wow it was, it was crazy <laughs> that's legit that's actually a really cool story um let's do signature question numero dos real quick please all righty so signature question number two is a little bit of a tougher one so if you need a second to think about it that's okay are you ready okay. i'm ready okay signature question number two is if you had a life quote, a quote, a mantra, a lyric, a verse, anything, what would it be? Um, oh, there goes my son. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm, that's a great quote. That's that's it right there. That's a great. What's what's a quote? Oh, there goes my son. I love it. <laughs> that, that's it. My kids that are everything that, to me. That was the best view ever. I love that. <laughs> I apologize. Go for it. No, I that that's it. Let's uh, okay. Wait, Re repeat. No, re repeat that last part because I was I was he almost knocked over the whole situation here. So I lost I lost you for a minute. You are good. You are good. If you had a life quote, what would it be? Um. Oh my gosh, this is a hard question. Wow, you go from tacos to life quote. I know it's like zero to 60. And just, just wait for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> um, it could be can anything. I, can I just say a, a word? Sure. Yeah. Just perseverance. Because mm. I've been through a lot in my career and, and it, it, I've been kicked in the gut so many times. And even after the show uh, with everything that's going on in the world. Yeah. Um, just lots of strife with, with my career and trying to support the family. So, uh, perseverance has got to be it. Yeah. Now I, I do like to, to, you know, particularly in this season uh, of our show, like we're focusing a lot on, you know, what people are doing in, in the, you know, cause I hate calling it a quarantine. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'm going to call it acquired time. Um, yeah. a lot of us, uh, lost our jobs. A lot of us, uh, you know, school, how we knew it is no longer how, you know, the way that it's being done anymore. And we find ourselves um, sitting at home watching TV or whatever, you know? And so for you, you know, obviously you're probably a little bit more used to this work at home kind of concept or working on your own time or doing your own thing. Uh, how has, how has the, the coronavirus, you know, lockdown situation helped either helped or inspired you creatively or, or what are the challenges that you've, you've you know that you faced and and what have you been working on the last couple of months since this whole coronavirus thing started yeah it, it it's crazy because 
in the beginning, um, you know, uh, I kind of felt like I got this, like, we're going to be cool, you know, um, no, no gigs, uh, you know, not, nothing, not, no income coming in from me. Okay. We're going to figure this out. Uh, <laughs> and then I would say that second wave when LA shut down for the second time, um, I like, I, I lost it a little bit, like just mm. went through a lot of, uh, panic and, and, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very like vocal about it. Like you can see my, my posts and stuff like about anxiety and I've never, never had these issues before, but, um, I, I basically went through, you know, uh, a week of not being able to breathe right and not being able to sleep at all. And, and going through this, like, am I, am I dying? Like, this feels like I'm dying, you know? And, and I got, I got tested for coronavirus. I was negative, you know, so all that was creeping in my head as well. But, um, what I've really learned is how to harness that in, and I like straight up at, at, uh, at these doctors, they just give you drugs. Like America's crazy like that. They're just like, here's some pills, like, take these, you'll be fine. And like, I didn't even know this doctor is urgent care. Like, they don't know. Like I could, I could have just taken home and like taken them all or something, you know, like not to get dark, <laughs> but you know, yeah. like, like these, it, it, it's, we're so like medicine is so crazy in that way. So I, I just put that thing down. I was like, this is crazy. I can get myself together. So, you know, I've, I've been doing like so much meditating and a lot of like breathing and breathing exercises and just trying to do it holistically. And um, I, I fought through it and I still go through it a little bit, but like that, that's one big takeaway I'll say with, with quarantine and, and going through this is, is mental health is so important. And I had no idea. I mean, my wife would mention that or whatever, but like, I didn't know how serious it was until it hit me. And I, and now I'm, I'm, I'm very vocal about it and I, hopefully I can help somebody out there, you know? Yeah, I think that that is one of the benefits that's come out of this time is everybody is very vocal about the things they're struggling with now. And there's not a ton of shame or judgment or guilt or anything like that. Like, if there's anything that's going to come out of this, uh, I'm very thankful that everybody's just being a lot realer than we were before. Yeah, and, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay. In that vein, if it's okay, I want to talk about some of the things that you were planning to do before this uh, quarantine hit and, and the world shut down because I had been doing some research on you and where your music is going and where you were going to go and it looked incredible. So do you want to talk about um, where where your song was going to end up? Uh, the song that you did for Songland? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, basically during the show they said... Um, just you know that this song, if if you win, it's it's gonna be the theme song for the Summer Olympics. <laughs> wow! So no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. And I'll tell you, uh, Tedder Tedder felt that pressure, man. Ryan was like, "We gotta get this right, man." Like he was. <laughs> I mean, I I had never met the guy before, but I could tell like something was serious, and I'm like, okay, the, the Olympics is like real deal, and that, that's what I mentioned before. This is a. a opportunity of a lifetime like to be a part of that royalty and to be like there's not there's not that many olympics in our lifetime you know and to be mentioned in that same breath is like that's like the biggest sink ever you know the biggest placement ever but 
Um, anyways, so speaking of getting punched in the gut, so the show is mm -hmm. airing and are about to air, and they're and you know they say uh, the Olympics is canceled, you know. <laughs> so like, and then we're like, are they going to air our episode? Are they even going to put it out? And um, and then we find out it's 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 going to be um, you know just postponed a year. We still didn't know. So a week before episode is going to air. They told us it, it was it was full go, and then they were gonna go, and wow. then, and then, <laughs> and then the uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, basically all the protests started happening a day before our episode, and then our episode airs, and then it's Black Tuesday, so the industry shuts down. Oh. The industry shuts down for oh. a whole a whole oh. week. And that means all the promotion that, that NBC and all everybody does. And I, I did the same thing. I had music coming up. I had I had singles that were dropping around this whole thing. And I pulled all my stuff and I said, you know, respect. Like this is bigger than than this. Like bigger than me, bigger than the show, bigger than the Olympics. It really is. Like these are humans, you know. So um yeah. So that all happened and uh, you know, we're just we're rolling with it. <laughs> well, you, you know it, it's gonna make it that much sweeter when when all this finally does come to fruition you know because i i think that you know there's that whole thing of everything happens for a reason type of a thing yeah and and while you know it would have been great that the 2020 olympics happened on time and that your song you know would have would have you know been the theme song for that i'm sure there's something just as big or better that's going to be coming down the pipeline for you pretty soon uh and, and i guess you know there's lessons to that too because like i feel like a lot of us think that just because somebody you know says that something's going to happen in our career hmm. a lot of times we take that as like concrete and, and it's rightfully so to a certain degree like if someone says they're going to do something like let's make it happen but then there's externalities that happen and it's a good lesson to learn i think to know that you need to be flexible with what's going on in the world sometimes well it, it's funny I, I i'm a i'm a singer myself and um i recently started dating not to be like total aside but like i recently started dating this guy and i had a a big opportunity, like a big audition or something that came up and he was like, Oh my gosh, this would be incredible. Wow. You like, you're going to get this and it's going to be amazing. And this is going to be your big break. And I was like, honey, you don't understand. <laughs> this, like the big break has happened like six times now, not even it's like more than that. It's your entire life is a series of, Oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. And then it just, I, where does it go? We don't, you know, yeah. and <sighs> do you have any idea if they're, still planning to use it for the 2021 olympics oh yeah no for sure we've we've been we've been assured and they, they actually um they put out a uh just like a teaser promo using it um already and it it is amazing if you go to my instagram greg scott music um you can see it there and it's it's i mean not just because i i wrote the tune but it's it gives you chills. It really is perfect for the Olympics. I mean, when I first originally wrote the song, um, I had no idea that it was for this. And for that to like sync up that way is just, it's really like, it's magical. It's yeah. 
Can we, I want to ask, because it really is an incredible song. I've seen the the short clip that's out there and uh, I, went, I went digging for it because it was stuck in my head. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about what the song is about? Yeah, I mean, it's basically about that quote I was talking about that or that word, um, perseverance and, and fight through, you know, through through any struggle. And, and basically it's, when we say you don't need a miracle, it means that it's possible if you really put your mind to it and work as hard as you can and never give up because those who give up, you know, it stops, you know, the, the dream stops. So um, that's basically in a, in a nutshell, it's just about perseverance and hard work and it, it'll happen. If your, your time is coming. Yeah. Which is, which is a good theme for what we're going through right now as well. And, yeah. uh, you know, don't give up on, on it. You know, it, it's a, that's a great theme, but speaking of great themes, Moxie, it's time for signature <laughs> question. Numero tres, por favor. Yes. <laughs> All right. This might be the most divisive one, although I was a little surprised by the taco question. Uh, (laughs) All right. Greg. Yes. Can you have more than one best friend? Outside of your significant other and family. Yes. That's actually a big, it's a big, I, 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 you guys probably don't like that answer, but I, I love that answer. I, I, I love you even more now. <laughs> I have kids. I have kids. And it is so hard for that whole thing, teaching them that thing. Because when they come home and say, like, you're not my best friend. Like, to, oh. to somebody or, or to their brother or because I have two boys. Um, you know, and then, like, oh, well, such and such. He's my best friend. And he's not this or that. You know, that... And like mm-hmm. straight up, like those are kids, but adults do that too. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. so I'm I'm trying to instill to them, like, come on, man, you 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 can have like good, great friends. Like, I I grew up that way too. I never excluded anybody. You know what I'm saying? So that that's my long wind answer. I love that. I love that. I I I not so much. I don't, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of that. Yes. Uh, but you know it's okay. We, I won't. I won't uh, kick you off the uh, off the podcast. For <laughs> Wait till you have kids, man. Wait till you have kids, bro. <laughs> I know. I I already know which one's gonna be my favorite. <laughs> nice, nice. You haven't had them yet. <laughs> exactly, but I already know which one's gonna be my favorite. How old are your kids? Uh, four and five. Oh my gosh! Wow, you yeah. had them back. <laughs> they're they're only. They're only 14 months apart. Yeah, I didn't have them. I'm not going to take that credit my way. Oh, yeah. like, you, you participated in the process, at least. <laughs> I contributed. Um, yeah, and right right now, man, like, if I didn't have that breathing down and all that stuff, like, I'm teaching them, I'm teaching them uh, kindergarten and first grade at the same time, uh, virtually. So it's it's intense, man. It's so intense. Yeah. Let me, let me tell you, I do not uh, envy parents right now one bit, uh, especially uh, are trying to like work from home and also have to like make sure their kids are doing their homework and also make sure that like the house is you know the good thing is is not any people aren't having parties right now so you don't have to like worry about the house being presentable for company so that kind of helps a little bit (laughs) you know uh, i I wouldn't i would hate to be in the position where you're like you're homeschooling essentially working from home and also still like planning parties and stuff but uh, yeah this has been really fun 
I, I want people to download your music and download and support you. So can you tell people where they can find you on social media and, and the best place uh, to, to, to download your music? And then I have, I have an interesting question for you once, once you're done with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, if you go to uh, basically all my really updated stuff is on Instagram. Uh, if you go to Greg Scott Music, I'm all over there. And then Facebook is the same, Greg Scott Music. Um, you can find everything there. Uh, but for music, um, streaming on Spotify is probably the best. And to download, I'd say uh, Apple Music. But um, it's everywhere. I mean, I- iTunes. But um, it's my stuff is everywhere. It's on every digital platform. You just search for Greg Scott. Um, yeah, you'll find it. My let my latest single is called "I Still Do," and it's one of my favorite songs I've, I put out. And the timing of it right now is just very crucial. And I co-wrote it with uh, Sam DeRosa from Songland, so it kind of has this whole you know full circle element to it. And it's it's a beautiful song. I I think y'all like it. I was listening to that song on my drive today. I'm obsessed with it. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I have this is an interesting question. I don't think I've asked it on this podcast before, but I, uh, I I interviewed uh, Mark Tremonti a couple of years ago, and this is back when Spotify was kind of starting to take form as like the the dominant uh, you know music platform, and Apple Music had just become a thing. Uh, yeah. And so I asked him, you know, he, he was getting ready to release uh, his first solo music, and so I you know he had mentioned that he might not even put out a full album; he might just do. Uh, do singles and and tour and do this because he's like he wasn't sure where the money was with the streaming and all that fun stuff so you know i'm just kind of curious as as to what your thoughts are on on streaming platforms and obviously the unfortunate thing that that people who put so much work into you know creating something that literally this is a really hard question i know that literally uh you know music literally saves lives in my opinion you know i, I have on my yep. on my facebook wall that says or my facebook uh cover photo is, is a picture of miles kennedy and says music is oxygen for me so music is such an important part of our lives and gets us through the difficult times and and helps us celebrate the good times and you know everything that you can think of the good bad or, or indifferent there's a song attached to it usually um so you know and 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 people who create that get paid the least sometimes so i just kind of i'm just kind of curious as your thoughts on on the streaming platforms and and how you know musicians and songwriters are are paid out from that unless they're like you know getting billions of streams right yeah um you know the the pivot was so hard when you know actual cds stopped (laughs) uh but (laughs) i will i will say that i do respect what spotify is doing because you actually see that, you know, that the, the income comes from the streams, even though, you know, you might not be getting billions of streams, there are fractions of pennies yeah. at least. Um, and, you know, even, even the downloads and stuff like that, like really, you don't really get that much from that. I mean, the streams are where it's at because, you know, every, I mean, people know this, but just to re, you know, retell it like straight up, every time you play the song, it it does something for that artist. It's not it's not like you buy the CD and you wear it out and you only bought bought it once. Like you are, it's being streamed every single time and every single time there's a fraction going to that artist and going to everybody else that worked on it or whatever. Um, and you know what, what's really sad right now is there's no live performing and um, that's where 
really where the income happens for artists mm-hmm. um, yeah. and you know things like that and selling merch and things. But during these times, streaming, 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 please like with I still do and other tunes you like of mine, like throw them on your playlists, like put them on repeat, like every time you rock it, there's like a little there's a bell, there's there's an angel that gets his wings, you know. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Is it okay if we, uh, if uh, once the interview is done, if we play a little bit of "I Still Do" on on the show? Yeah, as long as you, you're streaming it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stream it 14 times on my way home. Yeah. <laughs> we get like three quarters of a penny. Uh, yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> that is. That is- to ask a songwriter specifically though because and honestly it's weird it made the shift like it used to be that you would get a lot of your income like from selling your music and now Uh you get a lot of your and and performing would promote the selling of the music and now it's like the other way around exactly exactly yeah which is in in a way it's kind of dope in a in a sense like for me because I've I've been live performing since I was nine years old, singing in my dad's band and and you know being like a performer my whole life. So it gives me a chance to really get out there and perform. And people, it kind of like shows people that oh, I'm just a studio rat. Like that's cool, yeah. but like people want to come see the show, you know. And, and I, that's why I can't wait till you know the the, the floodgates open again because you know, I, I'm dying to get out there. And there, there is something that's going to be happening on uh, October 16th, not to plug another thing, but <laughs> um, I'm doing my first live stream show. And it's, um, it's actually paired uh, with an alcohol. So you buy the ticket and they send a bottle of whiskey to your house. And oh, I've I, seen this. Yeah. And I, I drink the whiskey while you drink it. And if you pay like for the VIP, you your mic is open, so you can ask me questions and all this stuff. And it's a full band, full production. There's a there's a comedian that's going to be opening for me, and oh uh, yeah, and actually the the sponsor, the the um, the, the the Scotch provider uh, will be there, like moderating and like talking about the booze and stuff. So it's it's going to be crazy. It's about an hour, like two hour show. So. Nice. Hey, do do yeah. me a favor. Send, send us information on that via email, and we'll make sure to promote it on our end as well. Because that's yeah. actually a really cool concept. That's I've seen amazing. I've seen a couple different things where they've done like like a uh, I don't, I don't, what was it In and Out? I think that they did this like like burger burgers and beers and like music thing. And you bought a ticket, and they they sent you the the booze, and they sent you like a certificate to go pick up the food, and then you just like congregate. Like it was a really cool concept, oh, you know. And that's th- rad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this the, is really- yeah, the the WB it's like Warner Brothers. Somebody has seen this concept for the, the promoter that's putting it together, and they're thinking about picking it up too. So it's actually could it might be kind of a big thing. So nice, yeah. that's awesome. Well, Greg, thank you so much for doing this, man. I, I really appreciate your time. Uh, and, thank and, you. and the single is "I Still Do." It's out on all streaming platforms. So go stream it. Uh, I prefer Apple Music personally, but uh, go to Spotify, Spotify and stream it for him because it's a. Uh, it, it <laughs> a little bit more uh greg thanks again and we're gonna take a Thank quick commercial you. and we'll be back with more standby and just like that we're back Woo! that was a great interview that was awesome what was your favorite part of the interview 
My favorite part was when his uh, his little boy comes running in the room and almost knocks I over know. the camera right in the middle of the interview too. And I'm just like, I'm like, I was like, please just knock over the dang camera. It would have been hilarious. <laughs> it was really, really cute. I, you know, if um, if you're watching the video version of this, Which are, is, we, are we? We're not doing the video version. My hair looks like a mess right now. We're not doing the video version of that. Can we just release a clip of that? Because it's Maybe. really cute. Maybe, but my hair looks terrible right now so i'm we're not we're not releasing the video full version video of this well my hair looks great so i'm not going to say what's going through my hair right? my, ha- my hair my <laughs> hair what's going through your hair i'm concerned <laughs> do you have lice no do i need to come in with a comb i mean you can comb my hair if you want it's really relaxing to have people no, comb no your hair. i don't I don't want. I, I would actually, understand. I would actually pay somebody to like consistently like play with my hair and like brush it. Like I have to be careful when I go to my hairstylist not to fall asleep while he's washing my hair. It's so relaxed. Oh, uh, you know what? You just need to find yourself a Brad, and he'll play with your hair all the time. Am I gonna all have to? Bigs. I have to see if this is true or not. This is great radio. Hello? 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 Are you alive? I'm alive. Are you recording? Hey, so you're on the podcast right now. Oh, hey, what's up? (laughs) And, uh, and so, uh, Moxie just said that uh, if I wanted, I could have you play with my hair. And I just wanted to make sure that was accurate. No, that's not what I 100%. said. All right, cool. When are you coming over? I was thinking maybe after she leaves, but I don't know that it's uh, feasible. How about when she leaves, I just come over and sneak in? Oh, my gosh. Okay. You have the, the code. I, I got the code to the, the house. Just leave, leave me a key under the mat and we're good. I didn't even get the code to the house until last week. You got my PIN number. You got my social security. You got, you got it all. Hey, dude, I even got your check from the, the post office for you. No, wait, can I have it? I already spent it. <laughs> well, nothing borrowed. Nothing. Something borrowed. Something gained. Blue. Something <laughs> blue or something gained. <laughs> Who's getting married? <laughs> Yeah. Two in the hen is three in the bush. Two in the hen? <laughs> Why kill two chickens with one motion when two motions kill three chickens? I guess you don't like chickens very much. <laughs> I do. I'm going to let you go now. But uh, I look forward okay. to you playing with my hair tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's going right. to happen. All right, it's sweet. not going to happen. Right. I'm going to send her Bye. pictures when, when, she's, when, when we're done. All right, I'm hanging up now. Uh, okay, cool. So Brad and I have a date tonight. Um, <laughs> it's one more date in the date column. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, and that's called a home run, everybody. That's what a home run is. Oh, my gosh. Uh, again, this Wednesday, just two days away, we have Larry Roberts on Life Friendship and ta- Live Friendship and Tacos. Uh, Larry is the host of the Readily Random podcast. So I believe it's going to be a fun 
episode, uh, a fun installment of this random thing that we're doing on a random Wednesday of every month. Yes, I I think it's going to be really fun. We had Maggie Mayfield on last month, and it was a really great time. And uh, had a lot of people tune in, had some great conversation with her. Ruben had a bit of an internet issue, but it was fine. And, you know, we got through it. We'll get through it this time. It's all going to be fine. Perfect. I'm really making, I'm really making people want to tune in. Yeah, it's going to be fine. It was a fine program. I mean, we, we got through it. You know, you'll survive it. We'll all survive it. Uh, all righty. Well. I mean, what? What happened? What happened? Uh, just in case everyone's wondering, we're, we are not in the same studio. Um, we have decided uh, to officially uh, socially distance uh, for the rest of the podcast. And so there is a bit of a lag. Um, so uh, Moxie and I aren't on the same wavelength, which honestly we should go to therapy about because we haven't been on the same wavelength for a while now. Uh, yeah. But the, uh, the Wi-Fi is really killing it right now, which is fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. So make sure to tune into a really fine live stream this Wednesday because it'll be fine with Larry Roberts. It will be fine. Yeah. And it will be fine. Dollar in the jar. I had to do it. All right, Moxie, uh, where can people find uh, stuff and things about us? Um, <laughs> okay. You can find all of our platforms in the description link of this episode. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, check out our website. If you want to follow our personal social media accounts, there's a lot more in, uh, info down in the description. But make sure to follow us Facebook at You're My Best Friend. Uh, you're going to find that at facebook.com slash the best friend show instagram it's at best friend podcast twitter it's at ymbf show because our name is too long for twitter and then if you want to check out anything else go to our website it's lifefriendshiptacos.com dot com dot com also uh we are going to be posting pictures here in the next couple of days of our very cool and tacos, t-shirts and sweatshirts, a uh, whole new line of fun stuff that we have. Uh, go to tinyurl. Uh, crap. I don't remember the, I don't remember the, uh, the link. Uh, was it <laughs> URL? Um, <laughs> forward slash shop. Yeah. Tinyurl.com forward slash forward slash shop best friends. Wow. Hey, I am not perfect. Uh, all the time, but all the time I am perfect. That's not at all how that works. No, it's all good. Um, anyway, that was this week's episode. That was this week's episode. Do you know what episode this, that the num, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I think we should stop with the Spanish no. um, because it keeps getting you in trouble. No, also, I don't you, want to you, stop with the... you also forget to do it until the end of the episode where I'm like, I'm over it already. I, but I'm not over it. I'm not over it. My name is Ruben J. And this is episode numero 55. 55. Oh my gosh. No. My name is Ruben J. And my name is is Moxie Crap, wait, it's not 55. I'm going to do it again and then I'm going to need to apologize. It's 56.
and I'm Moxie Ann. <laughs> and we will see you next week on the Best Friend Show. That you're my best friend. Podcast. Life friendship tacos. Dot com. Not the name of it's not the name of the podcast. What's the name? Adele's palsy is acting up. My name's Ruben J. I'm having a seizure. My name's Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. And we are out of time. Oh. This is where we end. Goodbye, cruel world. We'll see you Wednesday. And then next week. It's Wednesday, my dudes. It's Monday. All right, bye. Lucky Land Slots asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.